Hello and welcome to WaveScan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Dr. Adrian Peterson and produced in the studios of WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. I'm Jeff White. This is edition NWS 587 for release on Sunday, May 24th, 2020. The program for today will include voice belong Yumi. Your voice belongs to me. Vanuatu on shortwave. We'll look at day three of the HSCC conference in Malaysia with Jerry Plummer and Bob Padula with our Australian DX report. first government radio broadcasting service in the New Hebrides, or Vanuatu, Radio Vila, was inaugurated at Malapoa on Ifati Island with a series of test transmissions in August 1961. The studios were installed in the Malapoa College, and the nearby shortwave transmitters were already on the air for inter-island and international radio communication. Here's Ray Robinson with the story. Thanks, Jeff. The location for the shortwave transmitters is listed as Malapoa, which is an outer suburban area of Port Vila, the capital city. However, the geographic coordinates for the shortwave transmitters as given in the WRTH and in the shortwave listings in the Transmitter Document Project by Ludo Mays indicate a location near the east coast of the island of Efate. This listed east coast location would seem to be a mistake. It is known that the shortwave transmitters for the communication station Vila Radio were located at Malapoa, quite near to Port Vila. During the first era at Malapoa, 1961-1971, the part-time usage of the shortwave communication transmitters provided radio program coverage to all islands in the New Hebrides. During the second era at Malapoa, from 1971-1994, to Two Australian-made shortwave transmitters were in use specifically for the broadcast of radio programming. A 2-kilowatt AWA transmitter was installed in 1971, and a 10-kilowatt TBC transmitter was installed eight years later in 1979. Then, during the year 1994, a new transmitter station for Vanuatu Radio, or Voice Belong Yumi, as it's identified in the official Bislama language, was constructed on a vacant area of vegetation at the southern end of the small M10 Lagoon, a short distance southeast of Port Vila. The 10 kilowatt TBC transmitter at the old Malapoa location was removed and reinstalled at the new M10 Lagoon station, together with a new twin channel 10 kilowatt energy Omnix transmitter from Hudson Bay in New York in the United States. However, four years later, the station was off the air due to the harsh tropical weather and the shortage of spare parts. Some repairs were made and the transmitters were reactivated, though soon afterwards the two STL transmitters at the studio building that fed the programming to the transmitter site malfunctioned. 
an attempt was made to feed the twin program service to the transmitters via two low-powered FM transmitters, but this was not very successful either. That was the first era at M10 Lagoon, running from 1994 to 2008, and at that stage the old equipment was refurbished and new equipment was installed, including a new antenna system. Test broadcasts at half-power were noted in Australia, New Zealand, the United States and Europe. Fast forward five years to 2015 and on March the 12th, the onslaught of Cyclone Pam began. On Friday the 13th, the high-velocity winds and storm surges knocked out all electrical and electronic circuits, which resulted in a total communication blackout throughout Vanuatu. Government officials installed a temporary low-power FM station in the Met Office, though this facility provided radio coverage only in the capital city area, Port Vila. However, shortwave programming from Radio Australia, Radio New Zealand International and the nearby Solomon Islands Broadcasting Service provided a needed flow of information to listeners in Vanuatu. Of course, the shortwave service from Radio Australia was closed two years later, in 2017. A few days later, after the cyclone passed on to the southeast, the electricity distribution system and the programming service from Voice Belong Yumi were all back in service again. A few months later, the Prime Minister of Vanuatu made a call to the people of his island nation, urging that a reliable radio service must be installed. That was the second era for the transmitter facility at M10 Lagoon from 2009 to 2016. As a result, and with assistance from foreign aid, two new transmitters at 10 kilowatts each were installed at the M10 Lagoon transmitter station, a medium-wave Nortel from Canada and a short-wave Hanjin from South Korea. These two senders were officially inaugurated on December 16th last year, 2019, on 11.25 kHz and on 5.040 kHz. That was the beginning of the third era for Radio Vanuatu at M10 Lagoon. And would you know it, less than three months later in April 2020, yeah, just last month, another massive windstorm, Cyclone Harold, hit Vanuatu, and once again the station was damaged and disabled. Since then, the M10 Lagoon radio station has again been repaired and reactivated. It's on the air again these days, though interestingly, Three harmonics from the 10 kilowatt Hanjin transmitter, now primarily operating on 3945 kHz, have been noted widely throughout the world. These harmonic emanations have been noted on 7890, 11835, and 15780 kHz. An assessment survey published in March 2015 stated that Vanuatu is considered to be the world's most vulnerable country due to natural hazards. Cyclone, tsunami, ocean storm surge, coastal flooding, river flooding, climatic changes, temperature extremes, drought, rising sea level, landslides, volcanic eruption and earthquake and there'll be more to come in a few weeks about the radio scene in Vanuatu. Back to you, Jeff. Thank you very much, Ray Robinson at KVOH in Los Angeles. Jerry Plummer of WWCR joins us again today for our ongoing coverage of the A20 HFCC Frequency Coordination Conference that took place in Malaysia at the end of February. 
before the coronavirus made it almost impossible to travel internationally. The following review of day three of the conference was recorded on site in Kuala Lumpur. Here we are at day three of the uh, Global Coordination Conference for the A20 broadcast right, season, right. which starts on uh, March 29th. Yeah, March 29th of this year. Um, and it always starts on the last Sunday in March. You know, I have trouble remembering that. I really do. I don't know why that is, you know. And it goes to the last Sunday in November. November. So yeah. there are two seasons, but one is longer than the other one. Mm-hmm, if you mm-hmm, can mm-hmm. figure out which one, I'm not quite sure. Um, <laughs> but uh, And neither of them match up against the change in daylight savings times that we make here in the United States. That's right. You know? So it's very confusing. Yeah. Um, it's, but, you've been doing it a long time, and I have too, and I still have to double check at uh, <laughs> UT. Uh, I guess we base ours, what we do is based on what the HFCC set up originally, and it does not take into account daylight savings time in the United States. So all of us have a little bit of a break like that we have to do. So your programming on WWCR stays at the same local time year-round? Uh, no, no. We nope. we follow daylight savings time, and then but but it it changes against uh, the HFCC. Uh, schedule that we have to input. You so know, for example, UTC times change. Yeah, so UTC time mm-hmm. change. Yeah, sorry. Mm-hmm. Uh, so we have to adjust for that for that mm-hmm. time frame. Then, uh, if you wanted to, you could adjust again when March the 29th comes around. So yeah. I think a lot of yeah. us in America, uh, we make our day, we make our changes when daylight savings time changes because yeah. it's pretty close to when. Uh, that happens. That's true. And uh, uh, I, I don't know, some of our transmitters are going more to North America and we, we switch times, you know, yeah, local right. times, uh, yeah, yeah, to, yeah. To, or switch UTC times to stay on the same local time, however you look at it. Yeah, you, uh, you can but, move it either way to make it, <laughs> make it fit, but it is a little bit confusing. And, and others, we stay on the same UTC time year-round, yeah, so yeah. It, it is very confusing. It, um, it's confusing, but... Um, this one that we've been working on this time, like you say, starts on March the 29th, and a lot of them call it the summer schedule. You, you know, Northern su- Northern Hemisphere summer, yeah, yes. summer yeah. like that. Yeah. And of course, here we're in winter here, aren't we? I guess you know, um, 98 uh, degrees. Winter. Yeah, it's pretty much uh, the same uh, weather all year round here, yeah, isn't that's it? What, that's what I hear. You it's know. hot all the time. Yeah, I mean, I think it's a little bit hotter than Miami. That uh, I, oh, it is. Yeah, that you're so, used to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, it's like uh, in Fahrenheit today, I just checked maybe 15 minutes ago, it's 98 degrees Fahrenheit, mm. which I think is like 36 Celsius. That is a lot hotter than Miami at this time of year. I think so, it's, yeah. It's hotter than Miami even in the most of the summertime. <laughs> well, you know, what was it maybe four or five years ago that we had an HFCC in Miami? That was August. Did. 2015, right? yeah. Yeah. I, I think 2016. Maybe, maybe it was 16. 16 yeah. uh, but that was August, wasn't it? I think. It was, and it was hot. It was hot. <laughs> it really was. It really was mm-hmm. yeah yeah mm-hmm. but uh, and it's also hurricane season <laughs> oh yeah that's right unfortunately that's right. we didn't have yeah. any i uh, guess they don't deal with that here too much you know, typhoons i guess yeah 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 um uh, we haven't had that problem fortunately it's been very nice weather here apart from being hot and humid <laughs> oh yeah it's only rained once you yeah, know and yeah. that's kind of yeah. unusual i think for this time of year yeah. Uh, but people have had a chance to get out and walk around and, and look around. Mm-hmm. Uh, it, it it cools down some in the evening, but not not a whole lot though. Mm-hmm. But it does mm-hmm. it does. But I've noticed several of our uh, uh, attendees are like taking a walk at lunch or stuff like that. You know, 
Yeah, this is. Uh, this seems to be a day for uh, tours or half-day tours and mm -hmm, that mm -hmm. sort of thing. Walk, just walking around the the area here. You're walking around checking things out. And uh, you, you've been walking around checking things out, right? I have, as a matter of fact. Yeah, I took I took kind of a brief, about an hour long shopping break, and I'll be, I'm going to admit I'm a wimp. Rather than walk eight blocks, I paid two dollars to take a, a cab to there. You well, know that that's a really cheap taxi fare, and it, uh, to, in my opinion, that's very worthwhile because if you walk eight blocks here in this weather, you're going to be sweating. Oh, 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 oh you're going to be <laughs> melting, man. Uh, but you know, it's it's interesting here with the, the, the prices are generally lesser. You know, in, in other words, your dollar goes farther here. And um, mm -hmm. I know you and I. And, I may have mentioned it yesterday, but we went to, Saturday went to a steak place to eat, and uh, the prices were very affordable. Mm -hmm. well, I was surprised. Well, I know where you went uh, this afternoon to the uh, to the electronic uh, area where they sell mm -hmm. things and, and jewelry and yeah, all yeah, that sort of yeah. thing. And I, I was there the other day, and um, I, I didn't ask around a lot, but I couldn't find any shortwave receivers. Have you seen any? No, that was one of the things I was wanting to look at today, uh, but I, I didn't either. But I think that probably we're not looking in the right place. We need to look at some. Uh, I keep thinking of you're talking about Nigeria, uh, where you saw them, and I think it was. Uh, you're probably not going to find them in the high tech places. I think it's going to be more of the vendors on the side of the street, you know, yeah, yeah. And that sort of thing. Well, uh, I, I asked for a radio this one place, and uh, they pulled out, uh, uh, I think it was an FM radio, and, and it played MP3s. And that oh, was it. Oh, yeah, LAM, yeah, yeah, yeah. shortwave. <laughs> well, I understand. I, I can't remember the name of the place, but I stopped by there day before yesterday and asked them if they had... Um, uh, uh, USB SDRs. Uh, that's that's a lot of uh -huh. lingo, right? But it's the software to find radio. Yeah, software to find radio that plugs into your little USB port, mm. and they had those. Did they? Yeah, yeah. Oh. Um, I was trying to think. It's something like a place kind of like Electronic Express, but they had those. And those, that'll that'll pick up shortwave. Yeah, yeah. Uh -huh. Oh, yeah. In fact, uh, I, I don't remember if I told you, but I ordered one myself about three weeks ago. Uh huh. And the last week it came in before we took off here. And uh, I stuck it in the little USB, and it's got a software package. And uh, without an antenna on it, I was able to pick up FM very clearly and a little bit of AM. And when I attached it to my uh, external antennas, um, I can actually pick up some shortwave on it. It's oh. kind of interesting. Interesting. And, and they're not very expensive, I guess. I think it was $13.85 or something, <laughs> you know. Wow. It's and, a little dongle-looking thing. You have to order it from China or somewhere? Yeah, it came from China, which yeah. means where you now you may not get one, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, but uh, I see now what, what these people are talking about, and I start to see a little bit what George Ross is saying about DRM dongles. What he's talking about is there, these, that's these little software-defined radios that some of them are built to pick up DRM. And the ones that you saw here, or the one that you saw here, is that expensive? No, I think that... Um, he, I think he was trying to tell me, you know, through some of the communication differences, and then you know the conversion rate. Yeah, uh, I'm thinking it was less than twenty bucks. Oh, you know, okay. Okay. of course, these places that we were talking about, they they like they really wanted to sell you iPhones. They're wanting to sell you thousand dollar phones. Mm -hmm. So this isn't a big seller, but uh, mm -hmm. yeah, there there, mm -hmm. there were some there. 
Everything, of course, here is in what's called ringgits. Mm-hmm. That's that's mm-hmm. the currency mm-hmm. here, ringgits. Yeah, ringgits. And yeah. there's about, I, I think, more or less four uh, ringgits about a quarter. To the dollar. Yeah, ringgits yeah. about a quarter. Yeah. So both of us, when we first got here, uh, even though we know it's supposed to be ringgits, I noticed both of us kind of were taken aback when we looked at the prices mm-hmm. of some stuff because we were thinking it was dollars, mm-hmm. you know. Uh, when I saw a, a, a two-liter Pepsi that I think should be about a dollar and a half, and it was like $20 or something, <laughs> or ringgits, yeah, right? Ringgits, ringgits, yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah, and now let's see what happens with the economy. Um, I don't know, I guess the, the stock market here is having the same problems as in the U.S. Yeah, and everywhere yeah, else with, oh, yeah. the, with the coronavirus. Lost a thousand points. The U.S. lost a thousand points yesterday, yeah. and I think about 900 today. Not good. That's, that's pretty pretty yeah. hefty losses, yeah. yeah. And the uh, coronavirus is, as we record this, and, mm-hmm. and it'll be old by the time it goes on the air, right. but uh, it was really expanding in uh, Korea now. Yeah. yeah. And, and that uh, actually... Made you change your flight? Yeah, mm-hmm. uh, the CDC changed it to level three. It only goes like four levels, and it typically, from what I've seen, state.gov—that's what we go by. They typically follow the CDCs, and, and if it goes three, that says you, you really shouldn't be traveling there. That's right. Uh, yeah, avoid all non-essential travel. That's right. That's okay. right. So we changed ours around to travel back through uh, Tokyo. You yeah. know. And, uh, uh, I got to say that uh, Delta Airlines was very, very easy to work with, and um, you know, it's, it's just this whole Corona thing. It's just kind of a pull on everybody. Mm-hmm. I haven't changed mine yet, so I'm still uh, going, going so, through Korea. Yeah, so yeah. Korea, we'll see. Well, it may be different by the time you come back. We'll see. Yeah. Uh, well, you know, but it, it, like you say, it has a lot of economic impact. At our GOE meeting, we had group of experts meeting today. Uh, George Ross, who we've talked about in DRM and Transworld Radio. Yeah, Transworld Radio. He was saying that uh, you can't even get anything out of China in terms of uh, DRM or any radio right now. Yeah, electronics, uh, the factories are closed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And you're not shipping anything out. So uh, if he did want to show us this wonderful DRM radio that I do believe he has, he can't get it because it's in China. Mm-hmm. You know? Yeah. Well, that was one of the topics uh, on the agenda for this group of experts meeting. Mm-hmm. Uh, we're talking about sort of technical experts. Right. And um, I wonder why they got me and you in there. Really. <laughs> I know. I said, I think I'm in the wrong place. <laughs> <laughs> Jerry Plummer and I were speaking at the HFCC A20 conference in Kuala Lumpur, Malaysia. We'll have more about day three of that meeting next time here on WaveScan. And now let's go to Australia. Here's Bob Padula with his monthly DX report. Welcome to another edition of the Australian DX Report. This is Bob Padula in Melbourne, Australia, bringing to you our latest roundup of news concerning shortwave broadcasting stations around the world. A reminder that all times we give in these programs are in UTC, also known as GMT, and all frequencies are in kilohertz. We begin our information this time with some news from the Ionospheric Prediction Service in Sydney, New South Wales, here in Australia. The IPS reports that solar activity continues to remain at at a very low level. The 10.7 centimetre solar radio flux is hovering around the 72 mark, that's 7.2, and the daily equivalent smooth sunspot number is right down to about 4. 
and those figures are not expected to change significantly in the near future. It just means that high frequency propagation on worldwide paths on darkness or semi-darkness circuits above about 10 MHz will continue to be unreliable. In the meantime we have some shortwave station news this time propagation notes made here in Melbourne during our early evening or late afternoon periods between 07.30 and 07.45 some quite good signals heard include the following 11.600 the political station in Taiwan known as the Sound of Hope broadcasting in Cantonese 11.640 China Radio International from Jinhua also in Cantonese 11.665 Radio Television Malaysia broadcasting or relaying its home service broadcast in Malay 11.710 another frequency for China Radio International this time in Chinese from Nanning and 11.760 China National Radio Network 1 in Chinese 11.775 a further frequency for the sound of hope from Taiwan in Chinese and 11.825 Radio Japan NHK Tokyo from the Yamata transmitting site in Japanese 11.835 China National Radio Network 1 and that's in Chinese 11.835 I'm sorry 11.865 The Voice of Korea in Japanese broadcasting from Pyongyang and 11.975 The Sound of Hope broadcasting in Chinese in the 13 megahertz band 13580 the BBC from the Madagascar relay station in English that's a long path transmission mode 1162 11, sorry 13610 China National Radio Network 1 in Chinese and 11640 another frequency for the sound of hope from Taiwan in Chinese and 13680 Radio France International from the Usedom transmitting station in France with programs to Africa in Hausa and some more frequency observations this time in our morning period pre-sunrise 1945 to 2000 looking at the 31 metre band 20, 31 metre band 31 metre band 49 metre band and 41 meter bands 9330 the American station WBCQ broadcasting in German very strong signals here in Melbourne 9420 the voice of Greece from Athens in Greek 9500 Radio Romania International in Romanian 9800 another frequency for WBCQ this time from the Wolverton Relay Station in England with programming in Africa I'm oh, sorry programming in Arabic 9920 Radio Thailand broadcasting from Bangkok in English 
and 72820, the horse of Vietnam, with programming in French. Very strong signals for those two. 6080, Radio Free Asia, broadcasting from the relay station in the Tinian Islands, in the Marianas, signing on at 2000, with programming in Chinese. 6120, NHK, Radio Japan Tokyo, with programming in Japanese. 6155, a new frequency for the BBC, broadcasting in English until signing off at 1959. And 6170, another frequency for Radio Romania International, signing on at 2000 with broadcast in Romanian. And from 2000 to 2015, group of stations, 5960, the voice of Turkey from Ankara in Turkish, 6130, Transworld Radio Africa, broadcasting from Manzini, with religious programs in African languages. And 7235, the voice of the Islamic Republic of Iran, from Tehran, with programming in French. So, some good reception there in our morning period, just before local sunrise, 1945 to 2000, quite good signals in the 31 41 and 49 metre bands. And that's all the information in our program this time. We hope you found the broadcast interesting and helpful for your shortwave radio monitoring. Just a reminder that full detail ADXR QSL cards are available by contacting this address. The URL is simply adxr.com. O-R-G. Give it once again, adxr.org. At that address you'll find all the details about how you may send in a reception report and you can receive a QSL card via postal mail, that's physical postal mail, or via the internet. So until our next program, this is Bob in Melbourne, Victoria, Australia. Wishing you all good listening and thanks for being with us. Goodbye for now. We end Wavescan today with Australian Aboriginal music played on the didgeridoo. Thanks for listening to Wavescan, the international DX program from Adventist World Radio. Researched and written in Indianapolis by Adrian Peterson. Next week, the radio scene and the overloaded telephone exchange. Australian shortwave call sign VLS. And our Philippine DX report from Henry Umatai. We have several QSL cards available. You can send your AWR and KSDA reception reports for Wavescan to the AWR address in Bangkok. I'll give you in a moment and also to the station your radio is tuned to, WRMI or WWCR or KVOH or Voice of Hope Africa, or to IRRS Italy, or to the AWR relay stations that carry Wavescan. Remember, too, you can send a reception report to the DX reporters when their segment is on the air here in the program, such as today's report from Australia. They also will verify with their own colorful QSL card. Return postage and an address label are always appreciated. The only email address for AWR QSLs is qsl at awr.org. 
The postal address for AWR QSL cards is Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadong. That's P-R-A-K-A-N-O-N-G, Prakadong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. That address, once again, Adventist World Radio, P.O. Box 234, Prakadong, Bangkok, 10110, Thailand. And the email address for other correspondence to Wavescan, not reception reports, is wavescan at awr.org. I'm Jeff White at WRMI Shortwave in Okeechobee, Florida. Till next week, good listening, everyone.